the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll with your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian, is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview, so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Hello, Biblical Citizens. We are going to have a special episode today covering all the really major Supreme Court decisions that have just come down in the last week and a half to two weeks. It's incredible. So the Supreme Court term, the year which runs for the Supreme Court, it runs from October through June. They just concluded on Thursday. In fact, they issued two decisions literally Thursday morning before they closed their term. The two decisions they issued were on Remain in Mexico, which they said they overturned that from the Trump administration. And the other one was a significant one, West Virginia versus EPA. But in total... There were seven major decisions that came through, and I would say from a constitutional standpoint, from a biblical worldview standpoint, I think it's generally agreed that six of the seven decisions turned out good, turned out constitutional, turned out from the right worldview. And that's something we're not used to from the (laughs) U.S. Supreme Court. So we're going to briefly get into some of these today. The most momentous one was the overturning of Roe v. Wade, which we'll get to in a moment. There was also an important decision that came through on gun rights. There was another one very important on school choice. There was one on voting rights. There was one on a high school football coach that was fired for praying after games. So that also relates to religious rights. And then the Remain in Mexico policy. And there was one that just came out on Thursday. It was the last ruling issued of this term called West Virginia versus EPA. And let me tell you, that was also very important. And I hope we have a little time to get into that. But let's start with... The really big one, Kathleen, Roe versus Wade, the court ruled six to three to uphold a Mississippi law limiting abortions to 15 weeks. But then more importantly, by a five to four vote, they overturned the 49 year old Roe v. Wade. Who knows what all the implications of this will be, but basically it says abortion is not forced to be legal In all 50 states, it's up to the people through their state legislatures to decide state by state in all 50 states. And this is just monumental. This is a a win for the people to decide. And uh, it's a a win for God. I mean, we're, we're on the trajectory to outlawing it in at least 24 states already. They have said they will either outlaw it or severely restrict it. Uh, that's a huge amount of people already. And 
So we're still going to be on the front lines. This is a a major issue that's going to continue. And so I'm going to just read a quote by Rebecca Dyer, who we've had on our show. She's a full-time activist with Justice for All. And she said, while I'm grateful the Supreme Court made the right decision, abortion is still legal and accessible in many places around the country. And we know that's true in California, and they're trying to expand it even. She said, there's still so much work to do. We must continue to engage those around us in conversations. We still need to work to change hearts and minds about abortion. We need to support pregnant women and their families and help people see unborn children not as burdens, but as fellow human beings to be valued and protected. The work is far from over. And I just want to say there's two major aspects to the Supreme Court decision that was made in 1973. So Brian and I, we've had this uh, be part of our lives. As long as we can remember. Well, our whole adult lives were baby boom generation, and it happened right when we were coming of age. So yeah, it's, it's always been a contentious issue. It's never been, they try to say it's settled law, but this movement has been carrying on for all these years. It's always been controversial. There's always been a pro-life movement. And so this this is a tremendous victory. Uh, but there's two aspects of it, you know, the rightness and wrongness of abortion itself, and then there's the rightness and wrongness of the Supreme Court usurping the jurisdiction that they really didn't have to make that law. So uh, both of those aspects have been argued tremendously. They finally have given up their overstepping of trying to make it a national law for every state. And of, and and so they're recognizing that they made a mistake in dehumanizing the unborn child, which they did with slavery as well. They, they finally reserve, reversed that. And it is a mistake to see the unborn child not as a life. So you could even argue, we and many pro-life people have, that the right to life is in the Constitution, and that's what needs and to be protected. And the Declaration of Independence. And you can't just say it, the rights of the mother, you know, overshadow the rights of the unborn child. It is a person. That's the way God has set it up, that life begins at conception. It is an actual person. It says in the Bible, I knew yes. you before you were formed in the womb. That's that's very that's very clear. I want to make a mention yes. though. Chief Justice Roberts voted to uphold the Mississippi ban on abortions over 15 weeks, but he voted against overturning Roe v. Wade. And I want to say something about the wisdom of overturning Roe v. Wade because in the for the last 49 years, every time any state has tried to put any limits on abortion whether it's parental notification or whether it's a time limit, it's generally been overturned by Roe v. Wade. So how could Chief Justice Roberts say, well, it's it's constitutional to put a 15-week limit, but it's unconstitutional to overthrow Roe v. Wade? Well, is 14 weeks unconstitutional, 13 weeks, 12 weeks? It's this totally ephemeral, and that's how Roe v. Wade was written. It wasn't based on anything remotely in the Constitution. And so it's just been kind of a, I would say, almost a political power game, which which political faction has the most power, but it's totally detached from the U.S. Constitution, and so I applaud. Well, it actually goes against the Constitution that it says does. that you have to that the right to life is protected. It does, and, and so they they actually abrogated 
the Constitution in that sense. And yes, the contradiction that is that uh, Judge Roberts voted. He he voted yes. We can you can put the fifteen week yeah. Restric- where did that come restriction from? on it? But but no, uh, you know if you try to do any other restrictions, you still got Roe v. Wade. So he really contradicted it'll, himself. It'll depend, it would depend on which way the political wind is blowing that day. And that's not how a well, constitutional, no, it, it would. Yeah, and it's that's not, not rational, how, it's what not he how, did. It's not how so. a constitutional republic <laughs> is supposed to function. But one final thing, because we have some other rulings to cover as well, I want to cover what this ruling means for California, because it seems like California yeah. And some other blue states are going, if you will, in the other direction. And just this week, the California legislature and Newsom put on the ballot, so this will be on the on the California ballot this November for voters to decide, a proposed constitutional amendment, state constitutional amendment, codifying abortion as an inherent right up to the day of delivery, up to the day of birth. So full nine months no restrictions of any kind. They also passed a law in the legislature that goes beyond even that. It talks about during the perinatal period. We've talked about that on our show before, but which allows what is infanticide up to one month or more after birth. But So there's these two battles, but this constitutional amendment, anybody that's pro-life that doesn't get out and vote in November, if for this one reason alone... I think you've got to really look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself what you're doing. Absolutely. And and we have to work on the culture of life, too. We want it to be a marriage culture. We want it to be based on biblical principles because that's for our good. And that's the way God set it up. And men are definitely not blameless in this whole issue. It's not, We're just, not? It's not just a matter of yeah, women, right. women's rights. Right. It's a matter of men taking responsibility. And, and the whole issue is based on, you know, the other side, what they really want is casual sex. That's the whole thing. And, and if you don't think that that is rampant nowadays, just walk on a college campus. They, there's laissez-faire sex, you know, going on, just uh, no rules. And I saw this, I saw this tweet from a, a woman who, uh, a younger woman, who said that, this is her estimate, of course, she said, I estimate that 99% of all men who are really active in the pro-abortion movement, what really motivates them is wanting friends with benefits. For those of you who aren't aware, that was a movie just a few years ago. It was all about casual sex, sex without any other kind of relationship. Anyway, I don't know if it's 99%, but I think she made a point. Well, and that is not what makes people happy, really. Uh, they know that deep down, but they don't want to have the discipline of marriage, commitment. And there's real deep happiness in raising a family and taking responsibility and having discipline. So that's what we need to talk about. We need to change hearts and minds and have these conversations. And uh, and the gospel of Jesus Christ is what changes hearts that's, and minds, that's too. It. And we had such a great talk about it from our pastor, Gary Cass, at North County Conservatives. And he's been in this movement for 30 years. It's 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 such a victory 
we are thanking God for it, but we need to keep on with with the culture of life and speaking out against it and living for it and, and being active in this movement. So we encourage all of our listeners to do that. Yes, the battle the battle continues, but we can take the way Gary Cass put it, our pastor he said we can spend one week celebrating and dancing around and stuff, but after that, we better roll our post sleeves and get to work. And he was at work just last Saturday at the Planned Parenthood Clinic in San Diego, which still performs surgical abortions, and we can get into a, a lot of that. But uh, we're almost coming up to a break, but we're going to cover gun rights, and we're going to cover religious freedom and a lot of other key issues touched on by the Supreme Court right after this break. So please stay tuned. There is more Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Still to come on K-Praise. Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Milanakis on K-Praise. We are back talking about these momentous Supreme Court decisions. We took the full whole first half to talk about the repeal of Roe v. Wade. Not surprising. And by the way, I just wanted to mention, we made reference to a pastor, Gary Cass. I'm just going to mention his church, which is Christ Community Reformed Church in Escondido. I just thought I'd give a quick shout out to Gary on that. He is a terrific pastor. I want to pivot now to another major decision that was made just in the last week and a half. It has to do with gun rights and the Second Amendment. The Supreme Court voted to overturn the concealed carry laws and restrictions in the state of New York. And this really applies to California as well. Basically, New York rejected most of the applications for concealed carry on the basis of a person not showing sufficient cause. In other words, they had to really show that they had to prove, in effect, that they were in personal danger or else they didn't get to uh, carry a concealed firearm. And the Supreme Court did not overturn all restrictions. Presumably, you can still have requiring you to take a gun safety course, and you can't have a criminal record and some things like that. But you can't force a person with a burden of proof on them that you have to prove you're in danger or else you don't get a concealed carry permit. It's a big victory for the Second Amendment. Yes, and it not only applies to concealed carry uh, applications and licenses, as they put it, uh, it, it, it's going to affect other restrictions on gun rights, too. So uh, this is really monumental. What, what they decided was that the state cannot go into these subjective areas. They can only judge on objective criteria, such as if you have a criminal record or if you've passed a safety test. They cannot go into why you need a gun, whether you're psychologically fit, in their opinion, whether you uh, are psycho, you know, oh, they used good moral character in some cases. So you had to provide all these references and, you know, character references. These are subjective things. Who decides what's good moral character? Who decides what, you know, if you have a mental illness? Yes, if you have a certifiable mental illness that is diagnosed. Yeah, diagnosed or proven. I don't know the criteria for that, but it has to be not just a psychological test or something. It has to be that you've uh, committed some other evidence that, that, that you are mentally ill. So anyway, this is huge, and we don't know exactly how it's going to 
play out in San Diego County or in, in, in California, that remains to be seen. But we do know that the left is not going to give this up easily. They're going to continue to propose different laws and take them to court. So I, you know, we listened to the Gun Guy TV, and I recommend that interview for anyone that wants to know more about this or to talk to the gun owners of San Diego. There's very knowledgeable people there. But they said that we're going to need to support the legal uh, entities, these legal groups that are still fighting in the courts because the, the left's not going to easily accept this. They're going to still try to, try to control. Uh, I mean, they're, because they're a godless group that sees things differently and they think the government is always the answer to everything. And no, gun control is not the answer, and it's it's a tool and, of, tyrant, and one of, the things, of tyrants. One of the things so. I like about this decision and, and the whole issue of concealed carry, it gets to one of the primary purposes why the Second Amendment was written, and that gets to self-defense and defense of our freedoms. A lot of times yes. when liberals, progressives argue against so-called semi-automatic weapons, they say you don't need a semi-automatic weapon to go hunting. This is not about hunting, and the Second Amendment is not primarily about hunting. It's about the right to your personal self-defense, and it's about the right of a people to defend their liberties. That's what it's always been about, and concealed carry is not for hunting. Concealed carry relates to personal self-defense. So I like the fact that this is the aspect that's focused on, and we won a big victory at the court. Well, and I think this really applies to other uh, delaying tactics. For instance, it takes six months to get an interview to get a concealed carry permit here in San Diego. That's, I think they ruled, at least these gun guy TV guys argued, that that is going to be not allowed. They can't make you wait, 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 uh, you know, for you, for them to interview you anymore. You can, some people even believe that you don't even need a concealed carry permit anymore that you can just carry a gun well, some states legal some states that's the law well we don't know about a california no it's not california but, but some states right, you but, don't need but a maybe permit. that will be taken to court too it and, might and struck might. down the, the, the legal battles are still going to continue right that's for sure but, i want to cover some of these other big ones too but that was very big it, it is very big gun rights well i just want to say uh if you want to know more about what's going on in the police department in san diego there will be an interview today, Saturday at 5 on KCBQ. Audra Morgan is going to interview Jonathan Peck. She's, the name of her show is Eye of the Storm, and he's going to talk about gun rights and what's going on in the police department in yeah, San Audra, Diego. Audra has a great show. I enjoy listening to her show. So another major decision that came down last week relates to school choice. It's called Carson versus Macon. The court ruled that Maine must offer its tuition voucher program to religious schools. This is a major victory for school choice. So basically, in the state of Maine, to their credit, they passed a school choice program that allots almost $12,000 per pupil, whether you go to a private school, charter school, public school. But they excluded, they put two requirements. One, it has to be an accredited school, and two, Religious schools, whatever kind of religious schools, don't qualify for a single dollar. They excluded them. The Supreme Court said that violates our freedom of religion, and it really isolates so-called religion from all the other ideologies that are forced down our kids' throats in public school, 
all the other sexual ideologies, political ideologies, which are also a form, atheism is a form of religion in itself, or it's a worldview. Anyway, the Supreme Court said that does not fly. If you have a school choice program, you cannot exclude religious schools. And this is a big victory for school choice. Yes, it is. Now, I see, just as commentary, two potential you know, advantages or disadvantages of this. And the homeschoolers are very aware of this. When you get federal money, which is in the form of a voucher or in the form of a benefit like they're doing in Maine, uh, you still have the, the potential problem of government wanting to get its claws into that money and control how it's spent. So they can do that through the accreditation process. They can do that by saying you have to teach evolution, you have to teach sex sex ed the way that we want you to, or you won't get accredited. So that's a potential pitfall. But now there's there's also the fact that this way of educating, this way of funding that they have now passed in Maine or and in other states, and other in states other states, have it. it potentially could really have a big impact on the teachers' unions. And so we want to break those up. They're one of the most nefarious forces in our culture today, aren't they, Brian? Politically, the teachers' unions probably contribute more money and have more anti-biblical worldviews and political views than any other force in America. I know conservatives talk a lot about George Soros, and he's not a good guy. But if you want to look at the breadth of influence across all 50 states, you can't top the bad influence of the teachers. We don't mean, of course, all teachers, but the teachers' unions. The teachers' union leaders are avowed Marxist communists, and that's what they want to do is indoctrinate all the children with their ideology, which is anti-biblical. When you send your kids to a Christian school, a charter school, a private school, they don't get a piece of your money. And that's a very valid, that's a very important thing right there. The teachers' union don't, right? yeah. Right. So that's a way to defund them, yeah. So two other cases I want to touch on because they, uh, or this one relate, well, religious liberty was really boosted by the repeal of Roe v. Wade. Another case decided just this last Monday expanded the religious rights of government employees by ruling in favor of a Christian former public school, high school football coach in Bremerton, Washington. He was, this shows how long the court system takes. He was fired from his job seven years ago in 2015 for having a very short prayer after football games, completely voluntary, just whoever of the players wanted to join in the huddle, whether they won the game or lost the game, they just thanked the Lord for his protection. It didn't even last, I don't think, 30 seconds. They fired him because he dared to engage in a prayer, and he was a public school employee. And the justices, in a 6-3 to three decision, sided with his name's Joseph Kennedy. They sided with him. And Judge Gorsuch, let me just read this sentence. Respect for religious expressions is indispensable to life in a free and diverse republic. Whether those expressions take place in a sanctuary or on a field, and whether they manifest through the spoken word or a bowed head. I thought that was an excellent summary of his decision. They were protecting his religious liberty. Yes, and I would think that maybe the whole idea of prayer in schools should be rethought, because if you have a state funded school, there is no, you know, the nature does not like a vacuum. 
the religious commitments of the secularists are are going to be prevailing. So uh, why not rethink the whole idea of prayer in school? If it's voluntary, why can't we have God in our schools? I mean, look at what has happened without God in our culture and in, in our schools. It's just, it's not the way the Lord wants us to, to be in our society. The way so, we're teaching our youngest, I would say, overall as a society, ain't working out too well. And we're, <laughs> yeah. um, we're, we're, coming up, we're coming up to the end. There was another case that I wanted to talk about. We're not going to have time except, let me just say one or two sentences yeah. about it. The last day, the last decision the court issued was called West Virginia versus EPA. You ought to read about it. Yes. It's going to have broad implications. It says that the EPA can't make laws that affect the whole country without congressional approval. This could affect stuff coming down from the CDC and a lot of other, as they say, alphabet agencies. We're going to have to talk about that another time. We're so happy that the Supreme Court is actually reining in this out-of-control government. The whole Constitution is about limiting the powers of government and keeping them in their proper realm. So this EPA decision is huge about that. And maybe we can you know, rein in the CDC, which has just been out of control to in, bless as your we've na- seen. To bless your neighbor this week, say a prayer for the Supreme Court and say a prayer of thanks to the Lord that we did get some things really going in the favor of freedom this week. Thanks. Till next week. Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the biblical citizen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.